welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. What up, though? This is episode 133, Primetime Stacy, starring Stacy and Norm Regular. Um, this episode is actually from The Vault. Uh, this is actually supposed to be episode 131 or 132, um, but we had to pay the proper respects on this platform to sit and talk about the Breonna Taylor and George Floyd murders. And um, just shout out to everybody. First off, I'm sorry, rest in peace to them. Um, And hopefully praying that the killers are brought to justice. Um, Everybody out there protesting, man, salute to you, man. We appreciate you. Um, Everybody that's just being vigilant on social media, the repost, the just everything that we can do. Sign the petitions. Please go back and look at the different posts about the petitions that are out there. Please sign them. Um, man, where else, man? Just you know, y'all be safe out there, bro. Uh, I can't, I can't stress it enough. We living in a time that you know anything can happen, especially being African Americans, man or female. Male or female, it it doesn't even matter, man. It's what what they what what Mob D says. It's a war going on outside. No man's safe from. This is legit. What's going on, man? So everybody be safe out there. Blessings to all of y'all. Um, actually, if y'all get a chance, go on YouTube. Look at the new Dave Chappelle stand up, bro. Man, shit hit different, man. It's, it's very good. It's just only 27 minutes. It's nothing crazy, but make sure y'all actually check it out, man. Next week, we'll be back to discuss it. But uh, I present to y'all, Primetime Stacy, episode 133. Y'all be safe out there, man. All right, let's get into this playlist, man. First up, we got Method Man, Red Man, uh, featuring Ja Rule and LL Cool J. The song is Four Seasons. This is off the original Black Album. I'm sorry. Woo. This is off the original Blackout album released in 99. However, the sequel of the album was released 10 years later. Have you ever heard of the sequel before? <laughs> Did y'all, were yeah. y'all even fans uh, of the sequel? Um, I never heard it. I never listened to it. Um, I definitely heard of it, but I, did, I never listened to it. No. Yeah, I think I listened to one song, and it was because it sampled Pimp C, and it had Bum B on it. Everything else on that album, I did not give a fuck about. Um, it just, it just didn't, it just didn't do it for me. But um, what's your first thoughts when you hear an artist announce a sequel to a great album? Why? Yo, not even just why. Like, is it? Are you really gonna live up to the expectations? It's got to right. Like, it's got to be better than. You know I mean, the original. Like, you can't right? Yeah, man. Yeah, niggas, niggas, and I don't know. Everybody can't do it. Everybody can't do it, bro. What's the best and worst sequels that y'all have heard from artists? Mm. What was the album that Method Man just came up with? Like, I like some songs, but hold on. The uh, Meth Lab 2? Is it Yeah. Two? Let me see. Hold on. This might be Meth Lab. Uh, or is it, is it? Albums, the cow, see all. Oh, was yeah, it? it was Meth Lab 2. Yeah. 
just I just I mean no disrespect because he's getting kind of big now. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, just just act. I'm cool with that. Unless you're doing like routine mm-hmm. stuff, like I don't, I don't really like I, I I'm really just preserve your legacy. Like, right. Absolutely. I don't Absolutely. feel like it's necessary for you to get full length albums now. By all means, if you if you want to freestyle or jump on a remix or do a feature, that's right. cool. That's always like what I how I would want Nas to do stuff. And even though I'm like not a, a big Nas fan, I just feel like now it's just like. A lot of the music is just thrown. It's just yeah, it's thrown yeah. on the wall, and whatever sticks, it sticks. Yeah, that's real. That's real. You feel me? Um, I don't even know what the a good sequel has been. Blueprint Two wasn't great. Mm-mm. Um, you know how I feel about that. Half yeah. that album should have went. <laughs> I remember that episode. I was like, "You sure?" Just like, "Yep, nope, nope." Mm-hmm. Um. Damn, I don't know. I can't think of a. I can't think of a good sequel to a classic album. Um, I don't think I can. I mean, I can think of some like okay shits, but like they wasn't. They yeah, they shouldn't have been a sequel to the, to that album. What's that? Like, um, only built for Cuban Links too. Like that shit was it was a okay. cool album, but yeah, it, it definitely shouldn't have been a sequel though. Yeah, I remember when it came out, it didn't nearly have the same energy behind it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I remember for a while it was supposed to come out, but they always kept on right. saying like they, they couldn't sit Ghostface down to do the album or some shit like that. Right, Because right. I think Busta Rhymes executive produced that. That makes sense. And I think he's on the album, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Uh, and I want to say, yeah, I want to say he executive produced that joint. Um, Next up, we got Lil Uzi Vert, You Better Move. When albums, I, actually, this is off the most recent album that he had. Um, but uh, when albums come out, if I like it, then the real test for me is I'll wait a month or two later to see if the song is worth going back to listen to. That's real. Um, and if I love it, I love it. If I don't, it's like whatever. So this most recent album, I'll probably listen to the. I think his most recent album is like really fucking good, actually, in comparison to what I would normally listen to from Uzi Vert. Um, sometimes his style, it just, it isn't for me. Like, he's mm-hmm. definitely an artist that has a switch, and sometimes the switch is for the younger audience, but the right. young nigga can rap. Um, I actually seen a video of him freestyling with a, a fan at the gas station in Philly. Um, he just seems like a real personable nigga, dog. Like, Indeed, you yeah. just walk up to him, he's a sitting Leo, A Sleo's a very personable and he's a Leo. <laughs> put that out there. <laughs> I'm gonna put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> just throw it out there. Just see what happens. <laughs> Shout out to Uzi, man. Shout out to all the Leos. Um, Cam, TJ, and of course, Stacy. Um, does Uzi Vert become a big artist like Travis Scott if he doesn't have label issues? Um, Potentially. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. ahead Norm. Nah, you took away right in my mouth. Yeah, because that nigga's a rock star. Like, if you see him perform, right. that motherfucker is a star. Like, what nigga from Philly can come out in a patent leather red outfit and crowd surf the whole shit and have us going, like, buck wild? 
Like, he just, yeah. So I believe, so that's what it is about Travis Scott. He has that rock star persona. And Uzi has him too, and I feel like it kind of got smothered. Yeah. That's real. That's a hell of a observation. They definitely dropped the ball um, with him. And and honestly, I, I don't understand why... Why you would hold up his music, being the artist and the fan base that he has, you know you could capitalize off of it. So, is it just being petty or maybe know? just not knowing how to manage a talent so great? Like I mean, yeah, got it, point there. I feel like if you would have had better people to start off, but that actually can handle a magnitude of a rock star. Like, there's one thing if you're a rapper, but there's a difference when you can go ahead and cross, like, genres, like... Yeah, indeed, indeed. And he was big enough to do that, because he doesn't conform. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be himself regardless, no matter in what room he's going to be in, he's going to be himself. Mm-hmm. That's really, that's so so they, they dropped the ball on him. Yeah. I didn't know prior to him being with DJ Drama and Don Cannon, he was with DJ Diamond Cut. The, uh, I don't know that either. Yeah, I was reading that um, they had issues of them trying to say uh, that they stole Uzi from her, mm. her husband. Um, but they they sold that um out of court or whatever. But um, shout out to DJ Dominicus, bro. I seen her on um IG Live going crazy. I remember her doing guest appearances on like One Hundred Six and Park and. Rap City, uh, amazing DJ, even to this day. Next up, we got LL Cool J, 10 million stars. Recently, LL tweeted, learning how to rhyme slash rap is one hell of a process. As an artist, Norm, have you ran into this problem of starting, stopping and starting to rap all over again? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Multiple times. I do that shit to this day. It's just certain times you hear it in your head one way and then you write it down and it sounds different. You know what I mean? So till you get it right, you know what I mean? You might have to boil that piece of paper up and then restructure your whole, you know what I mean, joint. It happens a lot, man. Is that the hardest thing about being um, a writer? Um, It can be. Um, I think, yeah, probably um, just the frustration that comes with it. You get what I'm saying? When you have that initial idea... And, you know, you go to structure it, really put it on paper, and it doesn't come out the same. So you got to, like I said, re-strategize pretty much and restructure shit. It's, it's frustrating because your train of thought is different by then, so you might you might not even have the same energy for the song. Hmm. Um, Stacey, uh, with him being an artist from, let's say, the late 80s, early 90s, Mm-hmm. Oh well, the '90s in general. Um, being an artist from that era, do you think he can have a run on a mainstream level as he once did at this age in this climate? Uh, I don't. Well, it depends on who he would be collaborating with. Because at the end of the day, I kind of feel like these collaborations is what keep some of these older guys kind of new. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. And I'm wondering who is he's really that's my well, that's my bank off question from that. Well just in my mind would just be like who could he collaborate with to go ahead and keep him relevant without him selling himself out and right. sounding corny. I I think his I think the smartest thing for him to do 
is to collaborate with a producer first. Like, I could see... I, I'm just throwing a name out there. So let's just say with the resurgence of Alchemist doing such great production and everybody going to him, I feel like he could help craft something for him, even if it's something for like a seven seven album joint, something like that. Having a producer, I don't I don't know artist wise without it looking like a uh I feel like the artist that he would collaborate, he would go to, would be like older artists that mm-hmm. still have some type of rel- relevancy, if I said it right. Uh, but, um, like, so, like, the locks. Um, I think the furthest he would probably go would be a Cole. But yeah. Cole's not doing features anymore, he said. Um, so, but I think the locks would probably be the, the one person I could see him, like, collaborating with that still has some type of, you know... Right. Niggas care about it today outside of us. Right, right. Um yeah, like I said, producer wise, I, I would think Swiss, um, Alchemist, Just Blaze, something like that. Or even Ross. I could see him collaborating with Ross. True. You know, something like that, but I just I don't know, man. Music is music is appreciated differently now. Yeah, yeah, very much so, very much so. So it's like, unless he want to be out here putting out a song on Monday and it be old by next Thursday. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I don't know. That's the thing. You know, that shit get tiring, bro. Gotta blame Lil Wayne. Um, Yeah, he was going stupid out here, bro. Yeah, man, he he put artists in the bond. Like, it's cool, but then it's like, it's cool for the consumer, but for the audience, I mean, for the artist, it's like, my nigga, I gotta yeah. make another song, nigga. I just gave you that shit. Like, it's, it's ill because it's certain niggas is getting tired of it because cats ain't, ain't putting out the quality with the quantity. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, you got a lot of guys that's putting the music out, but it's like, yo, this shit, shit's a mid, bro. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? You gonna be putting out all this music. Make sure it's, or it's dope or just take your time. Put out something that's dope. You know what I mean? So, I, I guess, you know what I mean? It's really on you. You can't get disturbed with the shit. You know what I mean? Like, if that's not your in your repertoire to put out a bunch of shit and it's all dope, don't fucking do it. All right. So, here we are right now. Next up, we have Norm Regular. Be with you. Be with oh, you. Shit, diff- I know that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I know, dude. Uh, Be With You differs from most records by you, Norm. What was the inspiration behind the record, and how do you approach these types of records opposed to other records? Um, It was really the beat. Um, I heard the beat on uh, Instagram. And, um, it was really dope. It's a, it's a little different. Uh, it's a little bit more drummy, the beat on Instagram, but that when I heard it, and um. I kind of just visualized it. Like, it sounded like the 90s to me. You get what I'm saying? And um, the sample in it, you know what I mean? I'm listening. It's a Mary J. Blige sample, and I'm just listening to what she's saying and shit. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do a joint like that. You know what I mean? And I didn't really try to think about what I was saying. Like, I didn't want to be like, yeah, I'm going to write about a girl or I'm going to write about some love shit or whatever. Like, I didn't force myself to do it. I just, like, whatever comes out the pen is going to come out the pen. So 
I just went with it. You know what I mean? I, I like my songs like that. I don't like the force of thought. You get what I'm saying? I like the the song to speak for me. I like the the beat to speak for me rather. And whatever comes out, I look over it. Like, I bet this works. So that's pretty much how that shit was. Um, what's the highest compliment you've received as an artist? Uh, it's I think more so now is the comparisons. Um, because. I get a lot of love, a lot of guys, um, like, dudes overseas mostly just complimenting me, you know what I mean? Dudes just telling me, like, how refreshing my music is and they, songs that mean a lot to me. They like, yo, this shit is perfect. Yo, you did this so, like, you know what I mean? And then when guys, um, when they point out something more so, I think that's what really gets me when they point out something specific, you know what I mean? And a song like, yo, I heard you rhyming like this. Your flow was like that. Or they point out something particular I said that showed me they were really listening. So I think that's probably that's probably it. To, when I see that somebody's really listening, that shit is dope for me. Because I say a lot of stuff and you really got to listen to catch it. You know what I'm saying? So that shit is it's a great feeling. Ah, man. Like I said at the top of the show, bro, extremely proud of you putting this, putting this out, man. Oh. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. About how long did it take you to write Be With You? Um, I wrote it like three times. I wrote it and I boiled really? it up. Cause yeah, initially I wrote it um about uh my shorty and we started beefing and um I was like yo fuck her. So <laughs> I'm like I'm not writing a song about her. It's like fuck out of here. So um I'm like yo I'd rather write it about music. You get what I'm saying? I'm like you know how no I mean dudes do it. They like yo I make make hip hop sound like a chick. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like. It's hard to walk away, but you still love her. You know what I mean? And it's it's like, I'd rather be with you over anybody else. You get what I'm saying? And I, I say that a couple times in the album, in certain songs where I'm like, yo, I'm going to choose my music over you. Because a lot of that shit I was, uh, me and Shorty was going through, there's a lot of ups and downs while I was writing a regular show. It's just a, a stressful time in my life. That's why I got songs like Relief and shit like that. You know what I mean? I was just stressed the fuck out. And um, I was so exhausted from being stressed out and angry the music wasn't angry you get what i'm saying because y'all niggas know i'm usually bong let's go i'm some spazzing so i was that tired i was like yo i just need a break and that's really you know what i mean where the regular show came from because in the midst of everything keeping my mental health on point i was watching fucking the regular show all like all the time like that shit just makes me laugh so when i felt myself getting in my head i was just going hulu and turning the regular show I'm like, fuck it, why not? That's pretty much where the whole album came from. Next up, we got Jim Jones, Weatherman. As a fan... Oh, shit. Right. I done did something. I done did something. Yeah. Yeah, Stat kind of killed that shit. Not even... Yes, sir. Not kind, but he did. did Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was... That's my man, bro. I got another, I got a stack song on here, but I think Apple took it off. Fuck them. But um, I I'm a, I'm gonna replace it on the playlist though. But um, stack was uh, stack bundles is featured on the song along with Lil Wayne. This is a Jim Jones song, like I said. But stack bundles was such an incredible talent that they dimmed his light. Basically, that was. Yes, he's, sir. He's a it's, it's star, a fact. Dog. He he was something, and he could have been something that 
right. would have thrived in this era on a mainstream level. You know, he had ties with Desert Storm. He had ties with Bird Gang. His yep. first ties in the industry outside of Riot Squad was through Lupe. He ended up living with Lupe. He was working at Target in Chicago uh, when he was living with Lupe. He it just an incredible, incredible rapper, dog. Like when niggas ask me who my favorite rappers is, I always say Hove, Pusha. And it stacks, bruh. It's always mm-hmm. going to be That's stacks of how, how resilient he was as an artist. The gorgeous gangster, more gangster than gorgeous. Like, nigga was always just ready to rap, bruh. Yeah, indeed. Like, that whole era of the mixtape, the mixtapes and the DVD eras, the smack DVDs before these battles and shit, when he had smack DVD and... Cocaine City DVDs, French <laughs> Montana had like that's an error we'll never be able to get back. Yeah, it's real. You know, it's real. But um, sorry, I had a little intermission there. Niggas know how I feel about my man stack. But um, Indeed. as a fan, how does it make you feel to see your favorite artist, or in your case, Norm, a peer of yours, get their first just do as a mainstream artist? Yo, I love that shit. I love that shit. Like prime example, like seeing Westside that Eurostep shit. Oh, that seeing, shit. Seeing like, oh, nigga, nigga, I love that shit. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I'm showing my man. I'm like, we in a car smoking and shit. I'm like, look at this shit, nigga. My man got a dancing shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, look, he in there with his Maybach and she got a Maybach on boom bap, nigga. Suck my dick. You know what I mean? Just like happy as shit. Cause I'm like, yo. This is what all these other niggas do. My man's so cynical and pessimistic. He like, well, if that's what all these other niggas do, why is dope? I'm like, cause this nigga do it better. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You know what I mean? And that's my thing, son. Like, the niggas, I always tell niggas, the, the niggas I listen to don't rap about things much different. You know what I mean? The mainstream niggas, they just do it better. You know what I'm saying? And I'm very happy that Westside can do that shit because he ain't sacrificing, like, nothing. He's still him. And he, you know what I mean? Still doing that same shit these other niggas is doing, but it's flyer. That's why, like, that fly guard shit, like, he really took that shit and solidified it and stood on that shit because it's like, you know what I mean? That, that nigga do that shit from the music to the style. Like, he really bought something to hip-hop that niggas never done before. And the nigga from Buffalo. Like, he got that, all that Rick James energy, bro. Like, that shit feels great, son. Like, just seeing hip-hop go to that level, you know what I mean? Niggas talking about fucking selling drugs and shooting niggas, bro. Like, who'd have thought? That shit's so refreshing, bro. What about you, Stace? You're going to have to rephrase the question. All right. Boom. Your favorite underground artist gets their first feature on a mainstream artist record. How are you feeling? And who is your favorite underground artist that has completed this task? Damn, that was mm. That motherfucking cedar working out this motherfucker. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I can't think of anybody right now. Maybe the liquor, maybe the weed, but um, <laughs> I can't think of anybody right now. All right, so who did you like in the mixtape era? Who freestyles were you always like, oh, that's out? I got to hear that. I'm not going to lie, I was a big J.R. Ryder fan. Really? Yes. Wow. I used to love me some J.R. Ryder. But he never got his just due, so I can't. Were you? He never got his just due. Yeah, it's 
Uh, do you think that was because of the ties of to Dipset? Yeah, because he pretty much was starting to bubble up when they were kind of like on a decline. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that worked against them. Yeah. Him, Hellrail, 40 Cal. Yeah. I used to love me some Hellrail too. But I really like J.R. Ryder. J.R. Ryder was a rapidly rap nigga, dog. Yeah, he was. Rapidly rap nigga, bro. It was poor timing for him. Yeah. Like, if he came out in that, that, well, that, that was the second wave for real Dipset. I don't know. Maybe because, like I said, the attachment to Dipset probably fucked everything up. But mm-hmm. you know, you know how that shit go. Shout out to Hellrell. I mean, Hellrell, uh, Jr. Riding and Forty Cow, man. Um, that was the same watching Hellroll get beat the fuck up in a diner though. His whole yeah, he was wild. He just shot that nigga. You was wilding, bro. I don't know what the fuck you was thinking. <laughs> and there with your family thing. talking gangster like that, bro. Look, Hellroll used to talk spicy, my nigga. Yeah. We got Notorious B.I.G. Machine Gun Funk. Um, recently, recently, Status Selector has played an unreleased Biggie record called The Bastard Child. Big is an artist that is always. It's kind of sketchy when it comes to his vocals. Some say there's still unreleased material, but at this point, my question is, who do you trust with the music? Let's say something happens, God forbid something happens to you, and you can't do music anymore. Who would you leave your music to if you retired or wanted this shit to actually get put out? Uh, You, honestly. Nigga, don't make me cry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I, I would damn sure make sure we get this shit out. Nah, I already know, bro. Because I, niggas don't realize with the amount of material that's recorded, not everything has to be a long... Not everything has to be an LP. Nah, indeed. So, like, the music can still be put out Shout out to Big, bro. Stacy, what's your favorite Big album and Big song? Let's go with Big song. Obviously, the first album is the best album to me. Um, favorite song? Mm. Dang. The title of the song is Escaping Me. Uh, your heart beat. Sound like that Damn. Oh, uh, I shot. Who shot you? Yeah. There Thank you, because it was escaping me. Yeah, yeah. I heard them lyrics. I was like, oh, I know that. <laughs> the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Shout out to Big, man. Let's see what we got now. Uh, The Game featuring Kendrick Lamar on me. I want to focus on a couple lines from this song. We're not going to focus on the wild shit the game does in his <laughs> in his career. But uh, I want to focus on a couple lines from this song. First, he says, this is the game talking. Ain't no gimmicks around here this Compton. Me, Doc Kendrick, Chronic, Good Kid, my first three documentaries. Should the documentary in Good Kid, Mad City be put in the same category of greatness as the chronic and doggy style. Mm, no. Mm, why is that? 
I don't see them being as timeless as those albums. Do you think it should be... I'm sorry, do you think because of the different eras that it would belong in a separate category? I think it's a different quality of music. Hmm. Let's dive further into that. Why? What is the difference in the, in the music? Like, again, as far as the longevity is concerned, like, I don't feel... Okay, it may not even necessarily be the quality of music. It's as far as how widespread it can be. Like, Snoop and Dre were able to get an audience that was international off of those albums. Mm. I don't see those two albums doing the same thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't, I can't front though. Yeah, I agree. Who is the West Coast version of their big three? You know, the East Coast they have Nas, Jay Z, Biggie. So, who does the West Coast consider their big big three? Or who would you consider the West Coast big three? Ooh, I have a four, but in all reality. The majority is going to say Tupac, Snoop, and Dre. Right. Does Dre even count, though, as far as, like, rappers? Or is that, like... No, nah, Dre don't count producer? at all. That nigga's null as void. But we, we, we're we keeping Dre there because of the the production style no, catering, catering to the West Coast? Um... Yeah, I think Dre, like, he was the go-to for West Coast niggas forever, so that's probably why, you know what I mean, he's in a big three, the Mount Rushmore, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sidebar, because I got a loose question just floating around. What's a good album or song that, even through its greatness, you associate with a bad time in your life? Mm. Yeah, I'm what was that Usher and Alicia King song? My boo? I fucking hate that song. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, wow. I love that shit. <laughs> oh my God. Because that was like a point in my life where I was fighting every weekend. Uh, I'm talking about every time I go out, some angry bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Mad. Some angry bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no reason. No reason why they were mad. Just, just mad. You mad. You mad. Right. It's exhausting after a while. Like, Man, bitch, you want to fight again? Shit. Right. Every weekend, that shit gets tired. Like, <laughs> hey, what about you, no? <laughs> Wait, um, say it again? No, I was as a known what uh what what about him? Um uh uh Tusker Sky Kanye joint. Hey yo, y'all picking some wild ass songs. What's up with y'all, yo? <laughs> yo, this shit was real, man. Like it was a great song, but nigga was going through mad shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that song was just popular at the time, so I just I just remember hearing it all the time. 
Well, <laughs> shout out to those four people <laughs> that y'all hate their songs because of shit. But uh, <laughs> shout out to them. I forgot the song I had in mind for myself. I just can't think of it right now. Fuck. Anyway, oh man, I got two more songs and well, two more questions and we done. Uh, the Cool Kids featuring Bodie James. Um, fuck, I can't think of the name of the fucking song right now. Uh, the song is not that. The song is. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect title. First time I heard of the Cool Kids was probably Black Max. I think I was like in middle school at that point. Um, I thought they were dope. Just the era of hip hop they captured in their rhymes was just amazing to me. And as far as uh, Bodie James, when I listened to his song, I realized that this is the Bodie James from Fat Rats Remix on Big Sean's Finally Famous Three Mixtape. Stacey, are you familiar with any of these three rappers? I started listening to Cool Kids in the past, like probably like around 2010. Okay, that sounds right. But I can't really remember them like that because it was such a short amount of time that I was listening to them. Yeah, I, I, I feel like they had something that came out around that time. Um... They had, they had, it was called Gone Fishing. I don't, I think that came out, I think that came out way before then. It's something that came out around that time. Um, I just can't think of the fucking project for some reason. And I don't know why I can't think of it, because I actually like their fucking music. But, uh, yeah. How important is EPs to artist discography, Norm? Uh, very important now. It's like back when niggas putting out demo tapes. Mm-hmm. I think EP kind of like that now. Kind of got that same power. You know what I mean? Because you can be experimental without putting all that energy and effort into it. I mean, there's still a lot of energy effort going to it, but not the same amount as the LP. You know what I'm saying? So you could probably do a do a bit. You know what I mean, do things a bit different with an EP. You know what I mean? So you could. I think they like appetizers, you know what I mean? The LP is the entree. Yeah, that's a fucking fact, man. Right. Shout out to Bodie James, dog. He did an amazing project with Alchemist. Word. Signed to uh, Griselda. I think the announcement's coming soon. But yeah, shout out to him, man. Any shout outs from you guys for this week? I appreciate you guys as always for being on. I'm slightly tipsy, and I'm running out of liquor now, so... Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all got any shout outs? Well, as usual to you guys. I appreciate you guys. You guys are my brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My heart child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I never thought I would love being a little brother still. <laughs> like, this word, is amazing. Word, word. <laughs> yeah, uh, what about you, Norm? Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Shouts to y'all, of course, man. Y'all fam. Um, Shouts to my man, Mike. You know what I mean? Mike Digi. Uh, he produced uh, Relief and uh, Skips on the album. That's my bro. Like, it's my man. Truly appreciate you, bro. Um, Shouts to my man, Norm Oddity. Uh, fucking my man P80. 
Shout out to everybody fucking supporting the album, you know what I mean? From fucking, my, you know what I mean? My brother Matt, you know what I mean? Fucking just everybody, son. Y'all niggas showing, showing me love, bro. I ain't expect, you know what I mean? It's much love, so I'm grateful. Thank y'all, man, all of y'all. I think we're going to name it Primetime Stacy. Primetime Stacy. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But you know how it is. Baltimore County forever.